Ah, this is, well, Happy New Year, everyone. Wow, 2021 is upon us. Wow, so happy that this new year started. Could have come at an earlier, at a better time. Uh, This is another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. We are back with the NFL Week Picks. This is Week 17, and we are going, and this is the final week of the regular season before the playoffs. I'm here with my co-host of the NFL Week Pick Show, Adam Pearl. Adam, let's get it. Yes, sir, Matty. Let's get it. Thank you for having me. To everyone out there, happy, healthy New Year. Glad we got out of 2020. Let's bring in 2021. Um, so... Um, I agree. So let's get right into it. So we're going. So I told Adam this before. We're not going to do every game like we've done in weeks past because there's no point at at choosing all the games when some of the teams are not in the playoffs and they're playing for a meaningless game. And we're going to exclude like like so these are the games I'm going to tell you we're going to exclude. We're going to exclude Vikings, Lions. We're not going to talk about Jets, Patriots. We are. We are definitely not going to talk about the Raiders-Broncos. And although the Chiefs are in the playoffs, they clinched the number one seed, and Mahomes is resting. So we're not going to talk about that either. So we're going to get right into the games that actually count for the teams vying for the playoff spots. And uh, we're going to get right into it. First off on the list, it's the Miami Dolphins uh, fighting for the last playoff spot at the 12-3 and uh, number two seed, Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo is minus three at home. Adam, who do you have? Yeah, this is such a this is a tough one when looking at the card for tomorrow. Because I I read if Buffalo, you know, were to kind of settle down for this last week, rest some of their guys, you know, they could the playoff spot. Um, but I read that they're not. I read that they're sending all their guys out there. I think they're main starters. They're gonna start. Right. So that's. That's tough for, for Miami. If Buffalo, they're going to miss someone, it's probably going to miss like an O-lineman or something like that. Yeah, they're not like sitting Josh Allen or anything. I don't know. It's, this is going to be a tough game for Miami, given, um, you know, Buffalo's out there playing their whole team. If, you know, for some reason halftime comes or something like that, they start to pull the starters, something like that, I could see it flipping ways, but... Personally, I think Buffalo goes out there and wins. I, I've been loving Buffalo this entire season. Um, I think just the quality of their team from top to bottom, offense, defense, they're an incredible team. And, uh, it, you know, it's tough there in the AFC. I don't know if I have them ahead of Patty and the Chiefs, but I truly think they're, you know, a top five team in the NFL. And I do think that they beat the Dolphins this week. I'm going to say 24-21. Putting it that close because I think there's a chance that, you know, Miami plays some inspired football, goes out there for the last playoff spot, tries to win. I'm taking Buffalo, though, 24-21. Let me ask you this before I make my predict my pick. Do you think Josh Allen should be in the MVP discussion for the year he's had? 100%. 100%. I think he's, I think he's in the top three. Some people might pick him over Mahomes. They think Mahomes is is the best player, but they think Allen's the most valuable to the team. And you know what? I'm not going to do to jump on that train, but I can understand that. I mean, if you look at it, Mahomes, you look at his roster, who he has. He arguably has the most talented roster in the NFL. I mean, Kelsey, Tyreek, Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins, they're, they're explosive. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, and the best offensive mind ever. And if you look at what Josh Allen has... Other than Stephon Diggs, he has an old Cole Beasley and not a lot of great weapons and a very inconsistent run game, a defense that's that's good situationally but not great consistently, and he has a, a and he has a defensive head coach. So if you really look at it from this perspective, Josh Allen is doing is doing a lot more with less. And I think the Chiefs I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I think they have a very good chance because I mean, if you really look at like how the Chiefs have been playing of late, they've won by like th- like they've won by an average of three point eight points per game. And Buffalo's, you look at Josh Allen the year he's had. L- look, he's th- he's third in the league in passing yards, and fifth in the league. And sorry, and third in the league in completion percentage. It's incredible. And one of the knacks they had on that was on him that scouts had was his inaccuracy but he's 
he's one of the league leaders in completion percentage, and he has a cannon of an arm. So I think they have a good shot to beat the Chiefs. Now, now, as far as this game goes, look, I, you know how much I've been high on Brian Flores this year in the Miami Dolphins. You know how much I've been very high on this team. But unfortunately, I'm not going to pick them, and this is why. I just don't trust Tua right now. I mean, yes, they had, an, they had a great come-from-behind win against the Raiders, but Fitzpatrick was Fitzmagic, and unfortunately, he is out due to COVID. So, I, I, I look, the thing is about Tua, he, he hasn't been bad this year. He's been playing more of a safe-style football. He's very accurate, but he, 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 can't, he doesn't make too many risks down the field, and he's very... He, and I don't know what it is. I just don't know if I trust him in a big playoff, in a big situation to get into the playoffs with your season on the line like this. So in the end, I'm going to say Buffalo wins. I have a similar, I have a three points ahead of you in that. I have Dolphins scoring 21, but I'm going to say Buffalo scores 27, in my opinion. No, I, I totally agree with you on yeah, the Fitz part. I think having that backup option knowing you have someone you know so just reliable as fits to kind of go in there and make the smart smart plays and kind of hold the offense down it's yeah it's definitely a tough loss and um you know brian flores has been just tossing him in there at the end of the games which i personally love yeah it's been a it's been a great move and it's tough that they're not going to have that this week the, the the reason why i picked flores to win coach of the year was for two reasons. One, they started one and three, and they made a correct drastic quarterback change. And people didn't know. And they, when they went, they went three. They started one and three. They finished three and three before the bye week. He said Tua was going to be the starter, and that was the time where the locker room could have been imploding. But he brought them together, and since they started one and three, they're nine and two. They went nine and two since then. They have a great defense. They're they they're. The number one league and uh, number one scoring defense and top four in takeaways. So they're a great stout defense, um, and they and two has been inconsistent. Has been not bad, but playing it safe. And I, I just really love what he's done with bringing Fitz in. I mean, he's kind of like this QB situation. Adam was kind of what I wanted the Bears to do. If you think about this, like if Mitch struggled and Foles would be the reliever and if Foles is a reliever, that'd be a good move. But but Foles as the starter moving forward, obviously didn't turn out well. So that was just my take on it. Uh, and that concludes for that game. Uh, the next game is the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals are plus 13 and a half at home. Adam, who do you have in this one? Yeah, I got Baltimore barely covering. Um, barely covering? Oh. I got the Ravens covering. Oh. It's, I, I got the Ravens running 31-17. Um, I will say since he came out and got a good win last week, I mean, against a struggling Texans team, but, um, you know, a win is a win in the NFL. I just I can't see since he coming out and winning this game versus a Baltimore team that, you know, does need a win. Um, there's just not enough going for the Cincy team. I think Pitts, or, excuse me, I think Baltimore comes out. Gets a nice job, get a little momentum um, heading into the postseason, but I don't see Cincy dubbing this one. Yeah, I Baltimore winning winning this easily. I mean, since they've they've been playing really well of late. If there are one team, there's one team, Adam. I would not want to face um, in the playoffs. It would be the Baltimore Ravens. Think about this. I mean, they they they've won their last four in a row. Lamar has been playing great of late. I mean, Lamar people. He wasn't in the mix in the MVP this year, but, I mean, he still has 800 rushing yards for a quarterback. He still leads all quarterbacks in rushing. I mean, he's throwing the ball a lot better this year. I mean, he still is a very accurate passer. He, he For a career, he has 100, a pass rating of 100, so he is very good. The defense with Calais Campbell... Uh, leading leading the break and Marlon Humphreys, they are a t- they are ninth in the league. They're the number nine total defense in the league, so they are they're really good defensively. They have a good pass rush. They're good against the run, and Baltimore's rushing attack is very good uh, with Gus Edwards um, and Lamar. So they're the number one they're the number one rushing team in the league. So I I, I think as well since he 
has played of late. I mean, they beat the the Steelers on a, on a great Monday night game, which we both predicted Steelers to whip them. Um, and they beat the the Texans. I mean, that's not saying much. I mean, barely anyone tuned into that game, but still, I mean, that uh, they they got a good win. Um, I just don't think they have a chance in this game. I think Baltimore's going to run up the score. I'm going to say Baltimore wins this 30, 35 to 13. Uh, with the running attack they have with Lamar and Gus Edwards, and um, Lamar playing great of late, um, and the defense playing stout, you know, I, I just don't think there's any contest here. The next game is a big one. Uh, another AFC North game. It's the Steelers at the Browns. The Browns are minus nine at home. I don't know if I would want to do that because be- that and the Browns still are hit with some COVID things that have happened. Now, granted, just before I let you say your pick, the the, the receiving core of Hig of Rashard Higgins, Dominic Peoples Jones, and Juice Landry are expected to play. But Denzel Ward and Malcolm Smith for Cleveland are out with COVID. So, floor is yours now. Yeah, Dan, that's – I don't know about the defense. Denzel Ward, that's a tough loss for them. Um, but, I mean, those receivers coming back is massive. That's basically, like, nearly their whole core with missing OBJ already. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting game. I mean, everyone's going to be keeping their eye on Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> The nice, uh, it's gonna be super interesting, and they're like giving Miles Garrett the captain tag for this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's gonna be interesting. I think, uh, I respect Pittsburgh, you know, kind of giving their players a break this week. I think Cleveland comes in and takes the dub. Um, I'm gonna say 27 20. 27 20 is, yeah, that's gonna be my final score. I'm gonna say Cleveland wins. They, uh, you know, they need this game. Steelers don't. They're kind of, you know, they got their spot pretty much settled in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I got Cleveland winning 27-20. I think it's going to be an interesting game. As I mentioned, it'll be interesting to see how uh, this Browns defense goes at the backup quarterback for the Steelers. You know, we know their history. So it's going to be it's gonna be a good game. Uh, 27-20, my final score. Right. Uh, I, I agree with the Steelers winning. Um, I'm just reading this, this tweet right here. That addition to Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the P- the Steelers that will not play are center Morkees, Pouncey, T.J. Watt, and Cam Hayward will be out against the Browns. Just 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 to just to name who's out for, for the Steelers Sunday against the Browns. Um, I thought the Steelers had a great come from behind win against the Colts last week. I mean, down twenty four seven. I don't know what got into Big Ben, even though he struggled of late. He probably had some Red Bulls at halftime because he was throwing the ball like a cannon in the second half. But in the end, like, I'm not sold on the Steelers. You know that. I think they're a championship fraud team. And I just don't think, even with Big Ben, I think the the Steelers would still lose. Because the Browns, I think, are a much better team. They still they still have a great run game. They got the receiving core back. I think their defense at least plays well enough against the Steelers' offense, that, which are not great to begin with. Um, I think the Browns should easily should, should handle this team. It really just depends on how Baker approaches this game because this is arguably the biggest game of Baker's career. I mean, as, as much – I'm, I'm a little bit big of him, on him than you are, and it's going to be depending on how he does. If he loses to Basin Rudolph, I, I can't defend him much anymore. But, I mean, look, he's got the receiving core back. He still has a great running game in Chubster and Kareem Hunt. He still has the defense – he still has – he got the receiving core back and people are going to blame him and castrate him for his performance against the Jets last week and yes there it is embarrassing to lose to the Jets but his receiving core was out and they had to adjust their game plan so I'm going to give him a pass for that but if he loses to Mason Rudolph I'm not going to give him a pass so I'm going to say Cleveland wins this I'm going to say Cleveland 28 Steelers 20 28 20 Cleveland wins this. They'll make their first playoff appearance since 2002. Yeah, I, I love that. That's uh, that's pretty exciting for them. Exciting for Baker. I, I, you know, I like I like a lot of guys on that team. So it's uh, you know, we're, we're rooting for them in the playoffs. Right. The next game on the list is. Uh, oh, by the way, just a quick point: the Dolphins Bills game. The, the line went down from minus three to minus two and a half. Buffalo. 
Maybe, yeah. uh, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on that even tomorrow. Right. The next game is the Cowboys at the Giants. The, the Cowboys at the Giants. This is the this is the big matchup in the NFC least, one of the two biggest matchups. So just to update Adam and the viewers, so if Dallas beat – this is an NFC East scenario before we get into the pick. So if the Cowboys beat the Giants and the football team loses to the Eagles – Dallas is in, but if da- if Dallas beats the Giants and the football team win beats the Eagles, the football team gets in because of the tiebreaker. And if the Cowboys lose to the Giants, they're automatically done. And if the Giants, the way they get in is if they beat the Cowboys and if the football team loses to the Eagles. Okay, so people are saying it's between Dallas and the football team. Let's not count out the Giants in this equation. So... Who do you have in this? The line of this game is Giants plus one and a half at home. Yeah, I got I got the Giants winning. Whoa. Um, yes, yeah, whoa, right? Um, but is it that big of a whoa? The line's one and a half. They're playing at home. The defense has been great. Um, I mean, yes, the offensive side for them is such a big question mark. But um, <laughs> We know how we feel about Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's, it's like... <laughs> I, I'm still picking the Giants. I, I see them coming out and winning, which is tough because Dallas is, uh, they're going to be playing the more probably inspired football. Granted, they need much less for them to kind of, uh, you know, slide into the playoffs. But I think the Giants win. I'm saying they're going to win 24 20. I think being at home, you know, having their defense, I think, is probably the best unit in this game. And I think that, uh, I think that's going to be the biggest factor. And I have them winning 24 20. Um, Adam, this is where we part ways. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take quote America's team, but uh, but still I'm gonna take Dallas. And the reason why I'm gonna take Dallas is this. I mean, if you look at it from a talent perspective, they obviously are the most talented team in the NFC East. I'll be professional. I think that Dallas Andy Dalton has been playing great of late. I mean, you look at the games he's had. Yes. The three of those teams are terrible defenses, the Bengals, the Niners, and the Eagles. Although the Niners did shut down Kyler and company to 12 points. Andy Dalton threw two touchdowns against the Bengals. Um, He threw a two-touchdown game, a a great game against the Niners. Um, And he threw a three-touchdown game against the Eagles. He's thrown, in his last three games, he's thrown seven touchdowns to one interception. He's been playing very good. Um, The offensive side of the ball... Michael Gallup's been playing great. Amari Cooper's been playing very well. He he already passed a thousand yards for the season. Um, and C.D. Lamb, we've been very high on this year. He's had a good start to his rookie. He's had a good rookie year. Um, D, the defensive side of the ball, led by Randy Gregory, has been playing has been playing really well of late. Jalen Smith's been playing great. The the Dallas Cowboys, I think, are going to get after. The thing about why I like the Dallas this game for two reasons. One. Daniel Jones, he did hurt his hamstring. And the thing that makes Adam a serviceable quarterback is the way that he can at least move with his legs. But now that his hamstring was hurt and Colt McCoy had to start two games for him, I mean, if you look at his game against the Ravens, like they, they, he was not mobile enough. And the Giants as a team, I mean, the last couple games, they've been down by 14-plus points. So the defense is great of the Giants. They're a great defensive team. I'm not going to discount that. But the offensive side, I mean, other than Wayne Gallman, who's a pretty good runner, I mean, if you really look at this team, Adam, like uh, the offensive side, they're, they're not they're not great uh, offensively, and that's because Daniel Jones, I just don't buy. And they weren't really great to begin with, so with, with whether it's Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones, I don't trust them. And the off the defense of the Giants can only do so much against the Dallas offense. So Dallas, I think, should run up some points on the board, and I think they can get after Daniel Jones. Um, you, you what did you say for your score the, the Giants Cowboys game again? Twenty four twenty. Okay, I'm gonna say Cowboys win this one twenty seven seventeen. I think that this is going to be. We're somewhere in the ballpark, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cowboys win this one, and that's actually my lock for the week. Uh, the Cowboys win. Yes. I don't know if I feel as good anymore, but hey, I'm not switching. I'm gonna for the fans. Twenty-four twenty Giants. Uh, the next game is the Falcons at the Bucks. If the Bucks win. Um, they clinched the number five seed in the NFC. Uh, the Bucks are minus six and a half at home. Now, 
Before we get into this game, I got to ask you this. There's a debate going on in the media of th- if this year is Super Bowl or bust for Tampa Bay and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I got to ask you this, Adam, before we get into this pick and before y- you criticize my Brady dislike, do you think that this is uh, this is Super Bowl or bust for the first season together um you know okay well I, I will say this you know Tom's only getting older times against him um so when it comes to Super Bowls yeah we don't have that much time to kind of uh you know get that return on investment that they got signing him but I don't necessarily think this year's uh Super Bowl or bust I do think um you know they need to make the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs, Jesus, um, that is for sure an L for them. Then they they but, they could check that off. Exactly. Yeah. Then then the season would be a fail. I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. Um, you know, there's just so many good teams that it's like hard to be the number one team in the NFL, Matt. And uh, I do I do respect Brady and what they got going on over there. I think they you know give them give them another year. Give Tom another year to work with Bruce. Um, you know, they got so many weapons. Their defense is very talented, even though it's kind of like a little shaky sometimes. They show up or not. But no, I got a... I, I don't think it's a Super Bowl or bust. Do you think Do you think it's a Super Bowl or bust? I don't know if you listen to my podcast lately, but I have said it was Super Bowl or bust. And look, people are going to say I'm a hater for saying this, but it's true. Listen, Adam, before you shake your head, just hear me out here. What? what let me ask you this. Where, where's the Super Bowl being played this year? Tampa. Yeah, I know that was like a nice big thing when they got signed there. But I mean, think about this: the first home team to the first team to play a Super Bowl at home. I mean, Tom, if you were to ask Tom Brady, okay, he will tell you it's Super Bowl or bust. When you get Tom Brady in a, in a, at an organization, or you get a LeBron in an organization, the first thing you think of, okay. It, we're going to think championships. Tom Brady has six Super Bowls. And Tom, if you look at what they stack for Tom this year, they to an already stacked receiving core of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. They got Leonard Fournette. They got Shady McCoy. They got Gronk out of retirement, being the, being that fake wrestling. And then they have a, you add AB off the street. And you have a great defense. So if you really look at what they've added this year, and if you, if you add, like, a, I said this on my podcast, if you add a great artist or a great singer to an album, do you think they're just going to expect to be, like, I don't know, be on the top 10? No, they want the number one thing. They want the gold. Like, if if you're an author on a New York Times bestseller, if you want the, do you want to be on the top 10 or do you want to be number one? I, you ask something with the internet, they want to be number one. Tom, if they lose, I'm not going to say they're going to blow the operation up. I'm not going to say that from that end. I mean, it's an accomplishment in a sense considering what the Bucks have been through. Remember, Adam, this was the losingest franchise, not just in the NFL, but in all of sports the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were. They've had the worst winning percentage since the, the, Bucks, won the, the, the Bucks last won the Super Bowl in 2002. So you have to understand from this perspective, I think as it's an accomplishment in terms of how they got to the playoffs. They checked that mark off. But as far as what you've loaded up and the fact that you have a great team on paper and you have the GOAT as your quarterback, I mean, look, you, you have you have the opportunity to go win the Super Bowl. And look, I think that they'll win a playoff game against the NFC least. I, I do think Tom will. But I'm curious to see the game plan they have moving forward once they go up against these good pass rushes that expose Tom, like the Rams, the Saints, and the Bears. So I'm very curious to see what happens this year. And I do think that I do think Tom will win a playoff game. I will say that. If you play the NFC least, you have a good shot to win a playoff game. So I, that's just my take on it. Is that fair uh, enough? <laughs> No, it is fair. It is fair, and I respect it. I totally get what you're saying when you get someone of that caliber and, you know, surround him with a bunch of names. See, now that that's where we kind of split up. Their names are huge, 100%. You know, guys like A.B., Shady McCoy, Rob Gronkowski. If you're an NFL fan, you know those names. But as far as just— And already like, Godwin and Mike Evans, uh, great receiver. Yeah, no, it's like— those guys' talent levels are nowhere near what they used to be. You know what I mean? Like, Gronk did just come out of retirement. He's not the 
2014 he's played well of late he's played great of late yeah no no he is and that's also something where I kind of come in and say give him you know maybe another year to get his feet going and some traction regardless um you know we'll we'll see what happens come playoff time I think they win this game versus the Falcons. Um, oh, yeah, let's get to the game first. Yeah, have, well, who do you have between Falcons-Box? I do think Atlanta kind of, you know, always gives teams some more trouble than they... They than did they it to Kansas City good. last week. They they gave, they gave a scare of Kansas City. I was saying, where was this defense all year? 100%. And I, I have it being a three-point game. I said 33-30, to 30, Tampa, uh, high-scoring... I feel like Atlanta's always just, like, in there. Um, but, no, Tampa Bay wins. They get some momentum to get them going into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I say uh, 33-30. Um, I, 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 I've said this, like, uh, with Tom, and I said on my podcast, this is not me being a hater. This is me saying a fact. When he goes up against teams below five hundred with weak defenses, he's 9-0 and with 26 touchdowns to two interceptions. That's great. When he goes up against teams that are above 500 and with good, he's one in five with 10 touchdowns to nine interceptions. So he has a bad, he has a bad defense he's going up against. This is a very good matchup for Tom. He should explode this Atlanta defense. Yes, Atlanta gave Tampa some problems a couple weeks ago when they, when the, when the Bucks were down 24 seven. But if we saw the Falcons, we know their history. We know what they've done this year. They are low, they blow huge leads. So it was no surprise that the Bucks were able to win that game. I think Tampa should should have an inspired football game. They should get after Atlanta. I think Tom, I think Tampa Bay and the Atlanta Falcons are gonna are going to have the, uh, the Tampa Bay and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a good a good um pr- a good taste to come playoff time what they're going to get. So I, I think they're gonna have a great game on both sides of the ball. I'm gonna say Tampa wins thirty four seventeen. I really do. They have a great running game. I think their rush defense is actually is is really is great. Actually, their number one rush defense. So I think if they just stop the pass on Calvin Ridley and they get after Matt Ryan, they should easily win this one. I said thirty four seventeen Tampa Bay. Looks like I saw some reports that Falcons might be trying to move Julio Jones in the offseason. I do you think. Uh, do you think that's gonna happen? And what pieces would you need in return for a guy like Julio? Okay. That's a good question. Uh, I should have brought that up. Um, I heard that he was trying to what, – what teams have you heard he of? haven't seen that. I, and to me personally, I think it would be kind of foolish to trade a guy like Julio. I mean, Unless- look I- – I mean, it depends really on how the player is with the organization. I mean, if you, I mean, look in the NBA, like with the James Harden thing that's happening, like he wants to go, but like it, you, but like you, you need to leverage your ta- your talent around him to make him want to stay. I think that you give Julio one more year um, with what he is. I mean, you can't. He is one healthy, one of the top three receivers in the league. I mean, he still is. I mean, he's still. He still is having a good statistical year. He's just hurt. He has a hamstring injury that's a lingering injury. And if you've ever had it or anybody that's ever had it. So, look, I'm not going to, like, I'm not, I wouldn't trade Julio Jones based off of, like, yes, of, of the fact that he's been hurt for a majority of the year and just the fact that the, the way the Atlanta Falcons organization is running. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan have had some down years, but they still kept him. I mean, they went 4-12 and a bunch of seasons. They still kept him. So, look, I wouldn't just trade Julio Jones just for the sake of, like, getting draft picks just because he wants to leave. I think you give it another year. You maximize your talent. I mean, the NBA and the NFL are different, okay? The NBA, you choose where to go, right? You choose where to go. Players have the leverage to go to choose where they want to go. Like you see where it, what it is. The NFL is completely different. You don't can you don't have that same amount of empowerment that the NBA players have as far as where you want to go. Um, so I, I really think that Julio should get at least should they should keep Julio for one more year and see how it goes. I wouldn't just trade an amazing receiver like that who still could play some good football. Uh, Matt Ryan though, he's getting up there in age. They go. They want to rebuild somehow. 
I would give him one more year too. I would say one more year of this operation. I mean, Raheem Morris did a pretty good job since Dan Quinn got fired. I would give it one more year. That's just my take. I wouldn't just blow it up just because of a down, um, another down year. Let's give it one more year, and if it doesn't work out, then blow up the operation. But no, I, I would just – that's just my take. No, I think so too, Matt. I think he's kind of valuable for him. And, um, yeah, I, I think you got to keep him. All right. I agree. The next game is the Saints at the Panthers. Panthers are plus five and a half at home. Now, before we get into the pick – just a note and a quick note here. Alvin Kamara unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19. For those that have fantasy owners um, that have Alvin, uh, I'm sorry about that because Alvin against Dalvin Cook, my brother had Dalvin Cook in fantasy last week. He was going up against Alvin Kamara. He had six rushing touchdowns that tied the single-game NFL record for most rushing touchdowns in a game. Uh, I wish Alvin Kamara the best. Now, as far as the game goes, Adam, who do you have? Like Kamara is, but I hear like some someone that kind of gets overshadowed. They're back with Latavius Murray. He's been, he's very good. Yeah, he could probably be a starter on a lot of NFL teams. Um, he's a really good running back. Even when he was on uh, Minnesota, I was kind of always a fan of him. Always just does his job. Good runner, hard nosed runner, and I think that he'll be able to fill the gap a little bit. Obviously, Kamara's such a special talent. Um, there's no denying that. But um, no, I still got I still got the Saints winning this one. I I'm saying 31-20. I could see it being a lot closer. But it's like the Panthers have been weird this season. I feel like it's uh I've been high on them. I've been low on them. But um, I got I got the Saints winning this one 31-20. I have the Saints winning, but I think the Panthers are going to cover. And if you really look at the way the Saints have played, the defense has been playing, who has been great most of the year. The first 13 weeks, I have the stat um, pulled up. One second. The first 13 weeks, they're, 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 they've allowed only 20.1 points per game, 288 total yards a lot per game allowed, and only 676 rushing yards per game allowed. The last three weeks, they've allowed 29, nearly 30 points a game, 396 total yards per game allowed, and 171 rushing yards per game allowed. They, their defense has not been great of late. And yes, I mean, look, the first game against the Eagles, I'll give them that. I mean, there's no, I mean, what we've said this on the show multiple times. When you go up against a backup quarterback, I mean, you typically, there's not a lot of footage on him. You're going to be at a disadvantage. And then against the Chiefs, yes. I mean, they played as well as they could, um, but the Chiefs still hung up 32 on them. Their defense hasn't been great of late. Um, even against the Vikings, when they did score 52, the Vikings still scored 33 points. Dalvin Cook still had a good game. Kirk Cousins played very well. And the only reason why the Vikings were still in that game is because Drew Brees threw two bad interceptions. So, I mean, the Saints' defense hasn't been great of late. The Panthers' offense has been. Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, they're a great receiving core. Unbelievable receiving core. Mike Davis is a serviceable running back. Teddy Bridgewater is hit and miss, but he has he did play well against the football team last week, uh, limiting his turnovers. So I think it'll be a very low-scoring game. Typically in these NFC, if it's a divisional game, it's usually very close to the NFC South. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Saints win this one, but I do think the Panthers will cover. I think the Saints will win 27-24. to It'll be close, though. I, I really do think the Panthers. They, they, hey, look, they only held Green Bay to three points in the second half. Uh, that Saturday night game. They held Aaron Rodgers to 44 yards passing in the second half. So they, they, they're, they're, they're interesting to watch. I think they're, they're good for the future, though. I will say that. They just got to improve defensively and get a little bit and, and be a little bit more consistent on the offensive side of the ball. But other than that, I really like the Panthers moving forward. Right, and C-Mac, and C-Mac, of course. He's been hurt. The next game is the Titans at the Texans. Texans plus 7.5 at home. Adam, this should be an easy one. Yeah, no, I got the Titans winning easy. Um, the Texans have had a dreadful season and one that they probably hope to forget about. Um, 
you know, as soon as the final whistle is blown on Sunday. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's been a it's been a horrible year for Texans fans and their players. Um, you know, it's kind of like it sounds right when the news of D Hop being traded, everything kind of just went downhill for them. I got the Titans winning. Um, I don't even really think it's gonna be that close. I'm gonna say 27 to 13. Not a lot of points scored on the Texans end. Um, Titans win out end the season on a good note, and um, you know have some momentum going into the playoffs. I'll say this about the Titans before I get into my pick. The Titans, they have all the the thing that bothers me about the Titans is this: they have all the talent in the world offensively. Tannehill's had a great year. Derrick Henry's the best running back in the in the game. He leads the league in rushing yards. They have Jonu Smith. They have A.J. Brown, Corey Dillon. They're a stud offense. Um, but their defense, Adam, I, even though I get Green Bay's a great offense and they have one of the top five greatest quarterbacks ever, but they have zero pass rush, and that's very concerning. And the only reason why they're going to be in these games is because of the offense. Um... I, I, that was a disappointing effort against Green Bay, but like, look, they're going to have to get, find a way to scheme up certain things if they want to win this, if they're going to be in the postseason and if they're going to like go far in the postseason. And I picked them as a dark horse to win the AFC this year. I picked the Chiefs and the Titans in, in the AFC championship game again. So they're, they're, the Chiefs are looking positive, but the Titans, they're looking iffy. But as far as the game goes, Adam, I think this is a good game for the Titans to really bounce back. Because if you think about it, I think the Texans have just quit. I mean, if you when I watched them play, like they when you lose to the Bengals and all that, and I don't know, it, it's it's a shame what's been going on with the with the, with the Texans of late. Um, I, I think this is a great showing for the Houston for the tennis sorry the Tennessee offense to really get after this terrible Texans defense the the Houston Texans out of the 32 teams in the league um Adam they are the 30th ranked defense okay so the, the so they should ease and they're the least and then, and then they're the worst team against the run so look this should be an easy win for the Titans I mean in week six when the Titans played the Texans Derrick Henry had 212 rushing yards 264 scrimmage yards and 9.64 yards per carry and two rushing touchdowns so look I don't really see this being any close of a game um I'm gonna say the Titans cover this one I'm gonna say I'm gonna say forty to twenty-seven Titans. I think they could help put up forty on this team. Yeah, no, I, they they easily got a chance, and you know, kind of after hearing JJ Watt's post-game rant last week, I've lost kind of all, uh, you know, my thoughts on the Texans inside that locker room. There's sounds like there's a lot going wrong in there, so uh, I I can't see can't see them winning out in this one. Uh, the next game is the Jaguars at the Colts. Colts minus 14. Before we get into this, I mean, just to update the viewers on the playoff scenario in the AFC. So if you look at the AFC right now, I mean, between the Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Colts, these four teams competing for the playoff spots. The, the Ravens are going to beat, the, they're gonna beat the, the Bengals easily. The Browns, I think, will beat the Steelers. It really comes, but the Colts are the outside looking in. They're the number eight seed. Um, now the Colts are going to have to either have the top, either the tight, have one of these teams lose for them to get in. I think Miami's the best shot for them to, to get in because they're probably, I, we both picked the, the, the bills to beat the dolphins. So, and I also heard getting to the Colts that Phillip rivers hinted. I don't know if you heard this, but he hinted at it might be his final game of his career. He did hint about that. He said, it could be. Who knows? I've thought about it, but who knows? We're just focused on getting this win against the Jaguars. Interesting. Oh, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be tough if this was uh, Bill Rivers last Sunday, but um, we'll see. There's, there's time. As far as this game... Um, no, we, we, I shouldn't have brought this game I up. <laughs> I just want to. I, the only reason why I brought it up because they're a playoff team. Because there's, I'm just updating the viewers on the scenario. As far as the game goes, uh, yeah. As far as the game goes, I don't think Jacksonville really has a shot. I think Indiana or Indianapolis wins 2013. 
Jacksonville, though, if you're a Jacksonville fan, you should uh, you got something to be excited about. Yep. Next year. Or Justin so, Fields. Or Justin Fields. Yeah. No, we'll see. I think no. Trevor Lawrence is a lock. Um, it's uh, something for sure to be excited about. He's going to be elite. And um, But, yeah, as far as this game goes, 28-13 Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I, I have... I have 31-13 Indianapolis Colts. I, I just think that if the Colts are going to get – the Colts that bother me about the – the defense was a letdown the second half. To an old Big Ben Roethlisberger who doesn't have the same arm, you let up, let him throw 342 yards. I mean, that, that was a very disappointing second half letdown. So the Colts, I think, are a – on paper, like the one they choose to be, they're one of the most deep teams in this league, one of the most talented teams for sure. The running game with Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines is great. The defense, uh, Kari Willis – and uh, DeForest Buckner are phenomenal. I, I think the Colts, if they have a good running game and they and they have a good defensive mindset, they dominate the time possession. If Phillip, we see him be good, we see him be seen him be bad, but he has been pre- really accurate throwing the ball this year, and he he does limit his turnovers. He there wasn't. I do think that the Colts are still in a are still if they. If they get in, I think they'll be a, they'll make some noise in the playoffs somehow. I think they can give Buffalo or the Steelers a run for their money. So I think the, I think that it, that the Colts will get in. I, I just think it's a matter of which team will lose for them to get in. I think the team that has the best chance is the Dolphins because we both picked them to lose to the Bills. So that's just my take on it. The next game on the list is the C is. We get into the uh, nitty-gritty here. The Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams are plus three at home. Uh, they, they are involved with the Bears in some way because if the Cardinals beat the Rams and the Bears lose, if the Cardinals beat the Rams and the Bears lose to the Packers, Cardinals and the Rams are in. If the, if the Rams beat the Cardinals and the Bears beat the Packers, Cardinals are out. If the Rams beat the Cardinals, the Bears lose to the Packers, the Rams and the Bears are in. Okay, so as far as the Rams Cardinals game goes, who do you have? Um, yeah, as far as this game goes, I got Arizona winning. Um, just because of LA's backup quarterback uh, under center, I don't have too much faith. Um, and you know, this is this is gonna be a really good game, and this is gonna be a hard fought game, and one that you know both sides have a, a lot to play for. But um. Unfortunately, I got something that's going to hurt the Bears. I just can't see the Rams winning this. I got the Cardinals winning 27-21. If the Rams had Jared Goff back there, fully different game. But um, I got Kyler and the boys. I just I just have them coming out and getting this dub tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Matt, you're smiling. Tell me what's on your mind. You ready for this, Adam? Yeah. This might be a delusional Bears fan talking, but I'm picking the Rams to win. Now, here's why I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to give you my analysis on this. Sean Mc, before, Sean, before Sean McVay came to the Rams, Jared Goff, people thought he was a bust as the number one pick. People thought he was out of Cali. They, people thought he was a number one a bust as the number one pick. When Sean McVay adapted his offense to Jared Goff, the Rams came from the first team ever to come from the worst offense in the league to the best offense in the league. And with Jared Goff under center, with Sean McVay's system, they made it to the Super Bowl. So Sean McVay's system, I think I think it shows that Jared Goff just isn't the right quarterback for the Rams. And I think that Sean McVay is a great coach, but unfortunately the Rams have been hindered by Jared Goff's performance. And you saw the game with the Rams in Seattle last week. You couldn't hear the coaches like mouth what they were saying because they had a mask on, but Sean McVay, I could just tell, was obliterating Jared Goff for his performance. And you saw the performance Jared Goff had last week, albeit from his broken thumb. Before that, he was terrible. So, look, I think the Rams also, they're not going to get distracted, okay, from what happens at the Packers-Bears game. Sean McVay's not going to let that happen. He's going to let them focus on how to win this game. They're playing for their season, too. So, and Aaron Donald said something very interesting. He said that John Wolford, every game, prepares like he's going to come in and start. So, John Wolford, in a new system, and we've talked about in a system with Sean McVay 
with his offensive mind. I think he's going to have a good offensive game plan catered to Jared, to John Wolford. Now, as far as what we talk about backup quarterbacks on the show and what I say multiple times, Adam, when a team that a defense goes up against a quarterback with no a backup quarterback who's barely played any snaps with no real constant consistent footage on him it typically is an advantage for the rams and john wolford um and has been praising from his teammates i mean look he's preparing his for an nfl start uh for his whole life i mean he came in like undrafted I mean, this will be a great story. They want to play for their playoff lives, too. The defense is still has a championship-style defense. I mean, they still are loaded on the defensive side of the ball with Michael Brockers, um, Leonard Floyd, and, of course, the best defensive ge- uh, player in the game in Aaron Donald and the best uh, corner in the game in Jalen Ramsey. So, look, they still have a championship-style defense that can win- that can keep you in every single game. And I think with John Wolford is this. Okay, Daryl Henderson's out. And Cooper Cup is out, obviously due to COVID. So I think he's going to have to – I expect him big games for him to Everett and Reynolds and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby. I expect the running game – he's going to rely heavily on the running game because Arizona's defense – remember, they're not a good defensive team. I mean, we, we as much as we talk about Arizona being good – they're they're only a middle of the pack defense and against and they're not good against the pass. They have a weak pass rush and they're not really good against against the run either. So look, I think that the that Sean McVay in a divisional game is gonna dial something up very well for the um for the Rams um in the system. I think that the, that the Rams win this one. I think it'll be actually a pretty low scoring game. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say the the Rams win by one point. I'm going to say Rams win 24-23. Because Kyler, if he could struggle to score 12 points and a third-string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers can put up those amount of points, 28-12 against against the, um, the Arizona Cardinals, then I think the Rams could do the same thing. The Rams are a great defense. They have the, four, they have the Cardinals numbers. I mean, if you look at the last... Three, they've swept the Rams the last three years. I mean, and look what they did this year. They put up 38 over them. They held Kyler to only to only like 14 points in the second half. So I think the defense can get after Kyler. Now, this is just me being the delusional Bears fan talking, me being the homer, but this is just my take on it. Floor is yours now. No, no, no. I totally understand where you're coming from and what you're saying. And hey, I'm going to be rooting for the Rams wholeheartedly, 100%. I... I don't know. I just think it's going to be a tough game. Their Rams are very lucky. They're missing more pieces. Uh, you know, I think on the offensive end, as you mentioned, Arizona's defense isn't too great. So uh, they could, you know, afford to possibly lose a piece or two here and there. But, um, no, it really is going to depend on the Rams' defense coming in tomorrow. If they can, you know, really leave a stamp on the game, it could be the Rams to win. I just... Right now, for the sake of picks, I'm, I'm picking Arizona 27-21, but I'll be rooting for the Rams. You can, uh, you can bet on that. Right. And, and look, uh, let me ask you this during the game. Are you going to be focusing – I know we're obviously focusing on the Bears-Packers game, but are you going to, like, at least look at your phone on the Rams-Cardinals game? Or I, I, I'm trying to stay away from that and just trying to focus on the on the Bears-Packers game itself. No, I think, uh, I think I'll have to be, you know – Checking my phone here and there, just the, the Yahoo Sports app. It, uh, I don't know, Matt. There's a lot on the line tomorrow, and I think I might just be a little too nervous to be. Uh, now, I'm not looking at my phone during it. Other than the, bear, uh, I'm not looking at my phone. Um, now, I just just a quick uh, side note before we move on. Um, one of the reporters on Fox Sports 1 during the Colin Coward show said he hasn't heard great things between Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury. Just a side note about that. Because I don't think the off because they disagree on play calling, they disagree on certain offensive schemes. So there's something to be looking after. And I don't even think Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is the right fit for the Cardinals job. I think they've been better offensively. But I have reservations about him as a head coach in this league. The next uh the next uh 
pick we're going to do is the Seahawks at the 49ers. The, the, the NFC West champions, Seattle Seahawks, um, are just, a, just an update about the, the clinching seeds. If Green Bay beats the Bears, they're the number one seed. But if Green Bay loses and the Saints lose, Seattle gets the number one seed. If Green Bay loses and Seattle and the Saints win, the Saints get the number one seed. Okay, now let's get to the um, as far as the pick goes for the Seahawks at the 49ers. Adam, who do you have? I got the Seahawks barely covering 31 to 24. Um, you know, I think this has been a tough season for the Niners, even though they've kind of you know made the most out of it. They've had plenty of injuries all across the field, and um, you know it's just one of those seasons. From I think they're going to come back next year healthy and make some noise way more than they did this year. I mean, they're a very talented team. I still think they got some things to figure out before they make their way out back to the Super Bowl. But um, I got Seattle winning this one, 31-24. Some solid momentum heading into the playoffs, um, you know, ending the regular season with the win. Um, I have Seattle as well, but I have the Niners covering. The The Seattle Seahawks... They 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 were not great offensively. They haven't been great offensively the last couple weeks. They've just been very efficient as far as running the ball goes. Their defense, Adam, has been the number one defense the last four to five weeks. Their defense with Jamal Adams being healthy and Carlos Dunlap, they, they can get after it. Their defense has been largely impressive. I mean, they've quietly been the best defense in the league the last couple weeks, and it says a lot because we were talking about how bad the defense has been from the start of the year. And Russell Wilson, he hasn't cooked as much. I mean, he's made the right plays. He's been more of an above-average game manager of late, and I kind of like that from Seattle, not letting Russ cook as much as he did earlier in the year. Um, but but San Francisco, when typically when there's a rivalry game, Adam, you typically get up for it. The San Francisco defense um, has been really good uh, this this year, despite the injuries. They're fifth in total yards per game allowed. They're fourth in passing yards per game allowed. And as far as third down percentage defense goes, they're ranked number third. They're a very good defense, and they, they got after Kyler last week and company They're really well. One of the most explosive offensive teams in the league. They held them to 12 points. So, look, I mean, they, they're a very good defensive team. Um, they can get after the running game. They can get after the quarterback. Um, and C.J. Beathard, I think, is a lot better than Nick Mullins is, in my opinion. So, I, I think it'll be a very good game, but I, I, just, I just think – I just think San Francisco will give them all they can handle. But I do think the Seahawks will win in the end, though. Um, I think that the Seahawks are going to win this game. I'm going to say 24-21 Seattle. I do think the Niners are going to get up for this game, though. I mean, it's their last game of the year, and I do think they'll get up for it. For sure. Okay. This next game, Adam. It's for all the marbles <laughs> for the Bears season. It's the Packers at the Bears. The Bears are plus the, – the line is plus Bears plus four. Now, quick injury side note before I get into what's going on. Uh, as much as I hate the Packers, uh, unfortunately for them, their best – the best one of the best O-linemen in football. I think he's top two right there with Zach Martin for best O-lineman in football. David Bakhtiari tore his ACL, and he's out for the year. Um, I, I'm knocking on wood for his recovery. I don't wish that upon anybody. I don't care if it's for the Packers. I don't wish anybody to get severely hurt. So best wishes to David Bakhtiari. Um, and on the Bears' side of things, Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson are out for this game. So now the Bears are plus four at home. Who 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 do you have, Adam? Uh, I got us sneaking into the playoffs, Matt. I do. I have a, you know, I I took Arizona winning, but I got the Bears winning as well. Um, I think that, I don't know, I think we're just playing some crazy inspired football. And we're playing good football too, Matt. Like, there's no arguing. The Bears have looked good. Mitch has... Even though it was against bad teams, they've been playing great. That's what I'm saying. Like, we've looked good, and it's bringing me that... uh, that classic hope, that that classic, you know, little 
grasp of the playoffs is right there, and I can feel it. And um, I got us winning on a Cairo Santos field goal, 27-24. Um, you know, like throwing away the double doink. We got a new sheriff in town. Um, who's that? Cairo's been unreal this year, actually. He's been, He's been amazing. Reliable. He's been amazing. Uh, Oh my god, man! I have us winning. I really, I really have us winning. Twenty-seven, twenty-four, us sneaking into the playoffs. You only think Green Bay is going to score twenty-four points? I, I think our defense is going to have a day. I think Buster Screen being out. I think he's like a horrible cornerback, honestly. Um, even though Jalen Johnson's elite and he's only a rookie and he's going to have a great career, I think. Um, I don't know, Matt. I think, I think, I think we're winning. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. There's going to be some turnovers. It's going to be ugly. NFC North classic match. I got the Bears. 27-24. Come on. Let me, let me hear you. Come on. Please. Thank you, Adam. You finally say what I want to say. Thank you. <sighs> I picked the Bears to win, and that's not me being a delusional fan. This is just me talking here. I really think that it. The, let, let me get. Let me be calm here before I explode. The reason, why, one of the reasons why the Bears lost the first game against the Packers, and why it was an embarrassing one, Akeem Mix didn't play, and when Akeem Mix plays, he provides great pass rush for the Bears. And the re, and look, even though they lost the game, I can recall week and during the NFL 100 week one game between Bears and Packers, the Bears still shut down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Mitch was just horrible that night. Akeem Mix provides a great S rusher. He can stop the run. He can get after Aaron Rodgers. He provides another great, solid person in the front seven. Robert Quinn, I think, is going to have a breakout game. I saw his interview. He said, I only had two sacks on the year. I mean, look, he's going to have a breakout game. Khalil Mack, he wants to smoke against Aaron Rodgers. I think as far as Mitch goes, Maserati Mitch, listen, yes, the the, the last the, the, th- the three de- defenses he's played were awful. I admit that. I mean, the Texans, god-awful defense. The Vikings, they had some moments, bad defense. The, um, the Jaguars, I mean, yes, they're a horrible defense, and they didn't even want to play. play they, they wanted the forfeit they had to last week just to get Trevor Lawrence. Mitch Trubisky, regardless, you play to put to, to win the game and you play to run up the score. I don't care who the team is against. And Mitch has been playing great. Think about this. This is the most important game for Mitch's career. Think about if, if for the future, for Matt Nagy's career moving forward. They're going to evaluate everything at the rest of the year. I think the defense, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, and as much as I hate the Packers, I respect the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's going to be MVP this year. You can at least agree with me upon that. I think the defense is going to shut down Aaron Rodgers. Think about this. A team that's more desperate trying to get into the playoffs against a team that's already clinched, that's already like clinched the MC North, already clinched the playoff spot. The team that's more desperate and the team that's been shat on the most is going to come out and going to perform above expectations. So I think the defense is definitely going to get after A-Rod. They're going to do a better job against Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams, look, we all know how much of a stud he is. Not going to dispute that. But I do think the defense with um, with Duke Shelley, he played well against the Vikings. I think he's going to have a good game against the um Against against Aaron against Devontae Adams, he's not going to completely shut him down, but I do think he's going to limit his catches to like f- five or six catches. I think the running game, Montgomery, he's fifth in the league in rushing yards. Adam David Montgomery's fifth in the league in rushing yards, right behind Aaron Jones. He's been great, and Green Bay's run defense is very suspect. They played great against Derrick Henry, but that was snow. When you do you know what the chances are of you beating Green Bay in the snow, very little. But listen, the game Sunday, I really like what we have. I think the defense is going to get after Aaron Rodgers. I think Mitch is going to have is going to if he just doesn't throw in a double coverage and at least makes Wiseman's decisions and at least can use his legs. I think the Bears have a great shot to win this one. It does depend on how Aaron Rodgers plays because you could shut him down for situationally at times during the game. But it comes to the fourth quarter, Adam, that's where it really gets nerve-wracking. But listen, I think that the defense will get after Aaron Rodgers. I think that Mitch is going to have a good game. I expect Jimmy Graham to, to play well against his old team. This is not me being biased because I'm a, I'm a diehard Bears fan. This is just me spitting a fact. I'm going to say the Bears win this game. I, I think that... Okay, I picked the Rams to win for an upset, but 
and the Bears will be the seventh seed. The Rams will be the sixth seed. But regardless, I still would love to be in the playoffs regardless. I'm going to say the Bears win this one. I'm going to say uh, 21-17 Bears. Four quarters. But this is where, you know, this is where you got to make some noise. Right. You got to make it name this is where you got to make a name for yourself. I really do think they can win. This might be my delusional fan talking, but I do think they have a shot to a great chance of winning this. From all the scrutiny, all the criticism been on year, all year, starting 5-1, and one, then going 2-5 and five cents. I think as far as the team goes, the Bears hindered when Nick Foles was a starter. But, what, but as far individually, I think this was the best thing to happen to Mitch. Think about this. You, when you get benched, you know what you could have done better. You come out and you perform great the next four, three to four games. That just shows you that, Matt, that you have the confidence back. And I like the Bears this game. I, they're not – the Green Bay thinks they, they're going to they're gonna beat the crap out of them. They're, they're sadly mistaken. Now, we're going to get to our last game. Of, it's the night game the, of the NFC Least. It's the Washington football team at the Eagles. Now – we're going to evaluate Alex Smith's injury. He's questionable for Sunday's game. So, I, I, do you have, I don't know if you've heard any new news about Alex Smith. I haven't, but I made my pick assuming he was in. Okay, this is assuming he's in? Yes. Okay, now what's your pick assuming he's in? Assuming he's in, I got him winning. I got him winning 23-17 in a low-scoring battle, I think. Washington wins this, and I pick the Cowboys to lose. So I got the football team sneaking into the playoffs. Um, I do think not having Alex Smith under center hurts them a lot. I mean, uh, they got rid of Haskins, which was an uh, sure amazing move. I mean, look, look, he he should not have been a quarterback to, to begin with. This how he he didn't take anything seriously. He screwed around in meetings. He he went to a strip club maskless. Like who does that? Sunday too. Like how? Yeah. How, how much fun really been? You know what? He they didn't even have a choice to play him last week. I mean, they didn't even have a choice. If Alex Smith had played, he would have been gone last week, and he got his captain um, stripe removed. Mm-hmm. I yeah I his football career is in extreme jeopardy, but um as far as this game goes, I I got I got the football team. That's obvious. That's again saying with Alex Smith under center, I think he controls the football game a lot better than obviously anyone on their roster. He's a vet, um, and at the same time, he's playing some inspired football too. I mean, his story is incredible. You know from being told he might never be able to play again to now leading a potential playoff team mm-hmm. uh, into the playoffs on Sunday night. That's that's a pretty cool story. But, um, you know, then again, who knows if Jalen Hurts, the rookie, comes in and has some magic versus this uh, great defense. But I got the football team winning 23-17. Um, this is me assuming Alex Smith will play. Um, I'm going to take the football team as well. And – Here's why I'm going to take the football team. I just think with what Jalen Hurts has been great. I think he's a thousand percent better than Carson Wentz. But if you look at what he's what he did against the Cowboys, I mean, teams he they started to pick up his tendencies, and Jalen Hurts would make some really bad turnovers. He would throw in a double coverage on a couple plays. He would he turned the ball over three times. I mean, he's not he he is he is human. I mean, he when teams start to pick up on him, like I said. Like once you, there's more footage on this bat on the guy that just took over for Carson Wentz, teams start to know his tendencies, and unfortunately, he's at now he's gonna have to adapt on the fly. The football team's defense, Adam, is 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 really good. I mean, they're they're a top three to four defense in the league. Chase Young is incredible. He's been great. Jonathan Bostick's been playing very well. Um, the Washington football team's the number four total defense in the league. And they're a great pass rush. They're the number three pass rush in the league. They are really good. Um, it really just depends on the health, though, the Washington f- football team on the f- on the offensive side of the ball. If Alex Smith plays, he provides stability. And here's a stat, Adam: when the, when Alex Smith plays, the football team is ten and five when he plays throughout his entire career, from 2018 to now. They're ten and five. Without him, Adam, you know what their record is? Six and twenty-six. 
So it really just depends on the stability of Alex Smith and if Antonio Gibson's healthy and if Terry McLaurin's healthy. If those guys are healthy, the Eagles, they're banged up. Fletcher Cox is out. And look, the, the football team should, should expose the Eagles' defense. I'm not going to say they're going to be like the, the Kansas City Chiefs and put up points on the board. But I do think that they're going to put up points in a sense where the, it's good enough for them to win. And I do think the defense can make it can cause problems with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders um, stopping the run. And I do think they can, yes, the, receive, the Eagles still have the receiving core. Doug Peterson is going to have an inspired foot, um, offensive plan to win. But in the end, I'm going to say take the football team to win this one. I'm going to say 21-17. Now, just an update on the playoff scenarios that whoever wins this is probably going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whatever they do Sunday against the Falcons. So as far as the 4-5 matchup um, for Tom, if he goes up against the Cowboys, he should route the Cowboys. Cowboys, are what they've only played great defense against bad teams, and I, I think Tom should explode against this, this terrible Dallas defense. And I think this defense can stop the run. They can get after Andy Dalton. But if the if the Bucks play the football team, I'm going to take the foot. The deep thing about this, Tom against a not a good pass rush. Low, he has the lowest completion percentage of any quarterback under pressure. They have a good defense, and Alex Smith. I think he if he moves very well. Just just to look out for that. I'm not. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens this week before we do our picks for the NFL playoffs coming up. But just something to think about. Just a quick announcement uh, before we wrap this up. Next week we're going to be doing uh, adding a, a gaming element to the show where we're going to have um, our friend our one of our best friends from school Adam and I are going to have Brandon Grant on the show to give us his gambling advice for each game and what he would do, similar to how Barstool does it, um, just to be looking out for that. Um, Adam, thank you so much for joining the Picks Podcast. Uh, means a lot. Go Bear Sunday. Um, every week I look forward to it, and we'll continue going into the playoffs. To the viewers, much love. We're going to be bringing in Brandon Grant next week, one of our best boys, so I hope you guys enjoy but um, hey, it's a big, it's a big day tomorrow. Go Bears! We'll see what happens. Go Bears! Um, let's uh, let's get this win tomorrow. Uh, have a good day for those of you out there. Go get them.